Tech Podcast, episode 50, and we're live on YouTube, which is insane. I'm your host, Owen, and joining me today is... John, your co-host. <laughs> your co-host. Episode 50. We're going to look at tech under the hood. How are you doing today, man? I'm good. It's absolutely beautiful outside. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I got up super early. Well, I was, uh, I was so <laughs> sick tell the real last story. night. Oh, no. I think I... Like sick, sick? Like sick, sick. I went to some, like... I went to Gramercy Tavern, which is this, like, shishi sort of mm-hmm. restaurant in Midtown in Manhattan. And uh, had... So, I can't, I'm not sure if it's just that a lot of pork belly, like, I just... My belly, like, my stomach doesn't like it, because I feel like I always get a little bit sick when I eat pork belly. But I had pork belly fried rice, and... I got home. I was laying in bed for like five minutes. I was like, "Uh oh!" And then it was like not even like it was like thirty minutes of it was terrible. And also rice, rice. Oh, nasty, dude! (laughs) How are you still here for this? And you're on video. I I commend you. But then I you showed up. Well, anyway. You're alive. Yep. So the so, weather's beautiful. What's going on in Amsterdam? <laughs> uh, not much. Um, it's a beautiful day here, as you can tell from the blinds. Um, no, it's really good. It's this like horrible Dutch weather um, where it's weird to explain the weather on video, but it's this it's this Dutch weather where it's um, you have to wear a jacket, you think, but it's so hot that if you go outside, it's too hot to wear a jacket. It's just very weird weather. So you have to carry a jacket with you because it's not quite warm enough. Anyway. So it's like that. It's just very humid and gross. Um, but it's nice. It's that time of the year. Um, it's been a busy week, dude. we got so much stuff. Kristen says, show us the weather, and I can't. Because I could, but if, if I do, run the risk of my... Uh, yeah, like John's computer will completely crash if we do that. So I don't know if it's a good idea. Anyway, let's talk about tech. That's what we're hood. here for. Under the hood. Um, so apparently Facebook's AI invented its own language because English was very inefficient. <laughs> does that or does that not creep you out? It seems like something AI would probably do. Well, like, why would you... Like, why wouldn't it yeah, exactly. invent its own language? <laughs> it's like English it is not It seems more efficient. likely that it would do that than it learning English and, like... Like, why would we... It's not like we well, write code in English anyway. Actually, it already <laughs> so knows sick. English. Yeah, it knows English. Well, the reason they shut it down, supposedly, I don't know if I believe the head- headlines about this, but the, apparently the reason they shut it down is because, uh, like, they were worried about it. I don't know. It seems weird. Why does it seem weird? <laughs> like, sh- uh, to me, in my mind, surely the reason you want to do this is because that's the good, like, that's a good result in my mind, right? <laughs> like, why are you doing this otherwise? So... I don't know. I don't think it's as creepy as uh, like the headlines are making it out to be. I think it makes total sense. You don't go on your computer and like type in an IP address by typing out the word one nine. You know, it's <laughs> yeah, it's not creepy. Although apparently Snoops.com rates that as false. That's... They were worried about Skynet. No, what rates what as false? That it that didn't actually happen. What the the AI thing? No, I know that that happened. So apparently, um, do you want to like hear what the bots actually said? That's the most interesting thing. Oh uh, yeah, okay. So yeah, okay, yeah. 
so like th- this is the thing so the the quote <laughs> still english this is the, it just it just it didn't resemble english right so the <laughs> <laughs> so it was two bots they had a bot named alice and a bot named bob i'm just reading it and it's so weird um and the reason they were worried about it is because it led to divergence from the human language as the agents develop their own language for negotiating and this conversation is as banal as it gets bob i can i can i everything else dot 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 and then alice says balls have zero to me to me to me to me to me over and over and over and then blah 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 blah, blah. but it just goes on and on like this it just gets it's nonsense it's just nonsense and i don't know oh there you go leander says in the chat that uh he read it didn't actually shut down so maybe that's the thing that snopes is referring to so look either way i mean what they said is they reprogrammed it to stick to english only there was no reward and there was no incentivization in the network to say Mm -hmm. also stick to english please right right that makes a degree of sense i think like it i don't know i'm not surprised why would you write uh, it's, it just seems like weird clickbait so to me. One of the things that I think is weird in AI is until relatively recently, probably in the last like like few months, I think, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we haven't actually been able to know why an AI decides to do what it does. Or right. An AI, yeah. So, right, right. Uh, you like don't know the internal decision making process. Bill, reinforcement learning, deep learning, neural mm-hmm. network. Uh, it's pretty hard to know why it did what it chose to do. You kind of just see the output. Mm. So mm-hmm. now someone's like made some test suite that allows you to get it to convey to you why mm. it did that. So yeah, I did read somewhere that there was a um, like somebody's working on a service where you can like um, at least map out what it's thinking in a logical way. Um, I don't remember the name of it, but. Uh, yeah, it's it's just it's this is expected behavior in the end. Like, why would you talk English if you're a computer? I think that's it. <laughs> it's very inefficient. Um, if if AI is gonna like, I don't know, overthrow us, it's definitely gonna not talk English either. So, <laughs> well, the rapid you could say, well, it remapped stuff to multiple things and then changed orders that were considerably more complex. So. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. some smaller rearrangement of just effectively letters could have new meanings. The weird right. thing is when it repeated the one thing over and over and over and over and over and over yeah, again. Yeah, that is weird. But it's figuring out a way to say stuff like without necessarily meaning what it's saying, right? So I think I think it's that. I don't know. So Facebook did something else that was weird this week. They're making a video thing for your house, which is really freaking weird so did you i don't know did you see two weeks ago amazon made this thing the echo show and it's like this i was gonna say like super nice but i've been trying to <laughs> trying to not it's say it's like super nice uh, so so what's going on for the people who are listening to this later is on the youtube uh channel they are playing bingo i don't think anybody got bingo yet um but I suspect a lot. There's definitely a good chance that somebody will. And I'm like, oh, they've said like, so I'm hyper aware of the things they say. Anyway, so Amazon made this thing, Amazon Echo Show, which was, if you imagine the, I guess the speaker thing, but with a screen and a video camera, so you can talk, um, you can call people, you can d- take phone calls, you can do whatever. 
but now Facebook wants to make one. This is the rumor. Facebook wants to have a video thing in your house. I don't know. The only reason I want to bring it up is I don't think I would trust Facebook in my house with a video camera. Seems a bit weird. Like, how do you know if they're watching you? How do you know? I don't know. The Amazon one is a push. Like, I have a Google Home, right? And even that is a push for me, you know? Like, I've said, like, so many times. Oh, my God. (laughs) This is all the stuff you hear that I edit out every week. Um, But... Having, having Google Home is enough for me. You have this thing that's recording your audio constantly. You have, I don't know, You have to, it's inherently you have to trust it. And so apparently Facebook is working on this thing with a big screen and smart camera technology. I don't know. Would you, John, would you trust Facebook with a high-resolution camera in your home? Yes. Yes. Really? Because that's some very interesting machine learning data they could probably gather off you, right? And also, why would you, why would you use Facebook for that? Do you, have you ever video called anybody on Facebook? I don't think I have. Am I doing it wrong? No, I was just trying to think of what their the point of this is because there's no point in doing that. But it's Facebook Messenger. Well, so I think one thing is you you may they may be doing something for developing countries. Yeah, uh, like the point of this may not be this market basically. Mm. So that's because like it's kind of hard to wrap your head around, and the only then I'm like, well. They definitely know that they have. See, I think we said this a couple of weeks ago, maybe three or four weeks ago. VR is like a really nice thing for people who live in more economically developed countries, but less useful for people who live in less economically developed countries. And we know that Facebook does have huge user bases in countries that are not as economically developed as ours. And so if you could mass produce some kind of like, I mean, you basically, I think we, like we see like, an, even in, in parts of Africa, there's like, there's skipping intermediary steps of things that we did. Um, and like China too, almost went straight to straight to apps and kind of is, is, mm-hmm. you know, the internet's less, and they're paying less for everything there, yeah. it's like this whole thing. So I kind of think, well, they're not going to build smartphones <laughs> and they want to get into the communications business. And I guess it's about making it seamless, but it also just seems like a pointless money grab a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I also think that often we forget that things like this are simply done to test capability and capacity because you don't Mm -hmm. want to roll into mass scale millions of device product rollout without knowing what you're doing. And so you can have something that's like one percent of where you want to get to but you can say well if i can do this then i can get to that mm-hmm. next step quite likely right so, right so it's almost just a middle ground technology yeah, it's like a loss leader type thing to see to test stuff and a company as big as facebook at that scale it wouldn't yeah. be unusual for them to do something like that i don't think but so, i do agree that it is a bizarro but this is a weird thing like it like, doesn't Amazon seem like it is they have that weird ass thing too, where it's like the Echo Show. Yes, yeah, super weird. <laughs> but Amazon launched a new video and chat service alongside it, right? So they're kind of trying to ex- enhance their existing suite. There's some people like in the chat. So people are saying um, people have used Facebook Messenger, video and voice, but it runs apparently over Skype. We don't. I don't know. Uh, I have. I think it used to initially, um, but uh, Craig also said that um, 
Hmm. People all use Facebook and not Hangouts, so hence he uses Facebook videos. That actually makes a degree of sense. Um, I actually just realized that I call my mum on either Facebook Messenger or on uh, I'm like FaceTime audio. I guess the people who don't use iPhones, I call on Facebook video without having ever realized it. Huh. There you go. I guess you just use where people are. But I just wanted to talk about something, so I was going to bring it up at the end. Um, but you mentioned VR, right? I had the craziest experience on the weekend. Um, so as you know, I have a VR helmet, which um, we've talked about a few times. Which one do you have? Um, I, actually, I have the Vive, this one, like this thing. And um, on the weekend, I had a call with a guy in VR, and it was the craziest experience I think I ever had in a, well, a, a long, in a long time in technology, at least. It was so good. I can't even describe. It was the weirdest experience. We talked for hours in there, and I don't think I've ever had a video call for hours that wasn't a work thing that I had to do. Uh, the app's called Big Screen. So it's this it's this, it's the number two app for uh, VR right now. It's free. And the, this this idea is simple. It's the platform for... I don't know. It's 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 so if you imagine it's so hard to explain on a call. I wish I could just show you, but I can't. Um, imagine like you're in a virtual kitchen, right? And you have a link to it, and you can just jump into that kitchen. And you're there in the virtual space, right? Because you have these controllers like this. So I'm showing people on the stream. Why not? Because I've got them right here. Um, and these are your hands. So like you can squeeze, and it makes a fist. And like you've got these triggers, so you can do um, pointy fingers on the on the. Um, you can do your thumb with like the trackpads. Uh, but you, you jump in, it's seamless, there's no drivers, it's less messing around with, than video calling, and the best part is you can do it in your underpants, right? Like, you don't have to, you know, you, you still get the full range of, with this, you, you you can still gesture, they see in 3D space how you're moving and, like, what you're doing. What are you but in this? You're, you're like an avatar, so you can, like, customize your head, you're kind of like this floaty, uh, floaty head thing. Um, but no, it was, it was so amazing. Like, I am 100% I really believe it's the future. And so the crazy thing about this, what was not, not only that it was seamless and you really felt like you were there, right? The thing was, um, Oh, that's so scary like, for society, but get this, it gets so even, even more meta because because you're there in the space, you can actually share your screen in real time. So he's like trying to show me something and he just like flips his, you have a virtual computer, which is actually your desktop inside the environment. You can just flip it around and like make it huge. And he's like, actually, watch this. And so we go into the next room in VR and the next room is, um, a cinema and I make cinema, right? Uh, <laughs> dude, you can watch a movie with five of your friends and perfect sync in real time on a cinema with all the lights look realistic. It was crazy. Positional audio, everything. And this dude is in San Francisco. It was the most weird experience I ever had. And I just like that was the point that I realized these kind of things are gonna just be out of control. I think, <laughs> like, oh my god, it was so it was so surreal. I lost three hours in there. It was it was bizarre. It's gonna be really weird when, ugh. Well, think think about that. That changes workplaces. It changes. We talked about remote work last week, and I think it completely changes that whole thing. Like, why would you go to a space when you can technically be in the same space together? Oh also, my god! Like it. it Extentiates the so facade weird. society, the fake society, the like Instagram culture to some crazy degree because you're not even you. You have this like, like I can just imagine how many people will find this sense of confidence in this, which I guess is good in a sense. But 
I think those are the places where people get lost and like personally as a human. And so, and forget kind Did of, you ever see the way the movie forget who they this are. This is like a movie about this. So you can imagine like in a, in a world where a lot of kids go home after school and do this and go to the virtual mall or whatever. So you think cyberbullying is easier, easy, like mm-hmm. VR. Okay. So that's, that was actually going to be my next point. So immediately after that, I played this new game, which is called um, Echo Arena. And it's a game, I think made by Facebook. I probably am wrong. Um, it's, they're trying to make it um, as the first massively multiplayer. Like they're trying to make it eSport and VR. So they're giving it away for free. It's the highest quality VR experience I've ever had. And if you imagine... I don't know. You, you, I don't think you watch many movies, but just like Tron Legacy crossed with um, Ender's Game. It's just, just crazy. It's like ultimate frisbee in VR. The first thing that happened to us, like it was super rapey, right? Like, cause you've got these hand like motions and stuff. People were just being super sexual, like chasing you around the room. It was insane. Like I had a friend who was having his first ever VR experience inside this game. And he was just like, I can't do this. Like, this is just too much. Cause you really, it feels real, right? Your like whole head is in there. Um, and this guy was chasing him around the room, like jacking off. It was insane. Um, yeah. And then and once it those, gets like, to like, like you said, once we like, ah, I can see the, the stupid oh. business models now of like being able to buy like the latest <laughs> Block. Gucci, like, you know, jacket in the VR world. And then right. you're going to separate more of the haves from have nots in the like, mm-hmm, I'm mm-hmm. really, I'm more like, fuck, I think adults at this point are like anyone between the ages yeah. of like, I don't know, 26 to 32 is probably just a lost cause at this point. Right. But, but uh, I feel like I'm really, really, really worried about people who are in their mid to mid teens and coming into their teens right now this i mean maybe it's just like how that things go and like i think it's gonna be normal like you can't stop it necessarily right but you can i feel like an old it's so funny because i think like if i think too hard about it it gets really weird and i think how weird it must have been for our parents to even have the internet yeah no i know you know and then i'm thinking like vr is a whole nother thing and if you would have asked and me this, I, like my parents were worried about how long I was online right. and now you could have this VR thing. <laughs> if you would have asked me this 10 years ago, I probably would have said, yeah, bring on the VR. It's the best thing ever. Sounds blah, blah. great. Now, be super I fun. Like, now I sound like a curmudgeon, but I just feel like, I think there's a, <laughs> like a lot of the problems that we have in the world right now are related to right. the abstractions of a lot of human systems that we live on mm. and within that or social systems that we live on and within that are not are not well understood a and b uh, doesn't have an education system that's mm-hmm. equipping people to understand what the fuck society like the whole system is and so right to think of bringing this out another layer i just feel yeah. like it's like you know people lost their lives to world of warcraft i don't know what the hell is going to happen to yeah. this now imagine that but you're playing ultimate frisbee in vr alone like <laughs> It's weird because if you think about it too hard, it's like it brings people together. But this is book Ready Player One that everybody hypes. There's a movie coming out about it. Apparently, Facebook gives it to new Oculus employees. It kind of talks about this a little bit. There's a lot of problems with that book. Google 
Google that, but it's <laughs> it's it's kind of talking about this whole world where VR is the only currency. You got to work in VR, and like that's how you get your worth in the real life. Like, how do you not? I, I just get really creeped out if I think too hard. And if you look at the headsets, if you look at what's happening in the space right now, everything's coming down market, right? So. Uh, uh, Microsoft just launched the Windows Mixed Reality platform. So that's a $250 head headset with like a single USB plug and it's 1080p. So it's pretty good. It's not perfect, but it's enough. You know? Hmm. Weird. Weird times. I'll um, I'm going to be that old dude shaking his fist at clouds but I think while everyone else is in VR. Uh, I'm... I'm- <laughs> I'm excited about augmented reality. I think that oh, scares yeah. me a lot less. I think there's a lot of, I mean, I don't know why the fuck I'm scared of this shit, but um, I just feel like AR isn't too scary. Yeah, no, AR seems really useful. I mean, like the Hololens is pretty useful. It's it's VR without any of these like weird things that you have to go through. Well, it's to deliver because it, right? AR keeps you grounded. And I think I just don't like things that take us too far away from ourselves. Well, and that's the thing with VR. Escapism so I was going to call for three hours. So. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, well, the future—I don't know. It's a—it's a crazy thing. Oh my I really God. do. Imagine casinos, VR yeah. casinos. People aren't even going to have to go to the casino anymore. They're just going to be able. Like, be, you'll be playing with Bitcoin, your virtual currency, and it will feel like it's not real money. And <laughs> oh, what dear. is so this the, future well, we are building? The interesting thing about the the mixed reality headsets I was mentioning—they are VR, but they um they flip open. So, you know, like the Vive, I wish I had it in this room so I could just show everybody on the street, but the Vive is like this helmet and you have to wear it and blah, blah, blah. But with the new mixed reality stuff, it's a VR thing. It's like fully sealed, but you can flip it open like those, you remember those sunglasses that would flip up? It's kind of like that. So you can have a meeting in it, but then you can flip it open and still talk to real people as well. So you've got like, also you've got this VR coming downstream that removes the weirdness as much. So it's a very strange time. I've been thinking a lot about Hollow. Oh, yeah. I think Hollow's the really is the next. Like, I yeah, actually think pull it off. VR and AR might even be like sort of stop gappy things when we get into you know 20, fifteen years into the future of and Hollow and holograms get really good. Uh, I was thinking the other day about how it, two really interesting technologies to think about combining in your head. When you push the thinger on the Snapchat thing, you know, you on the Snapchat filters, you push the button and it like scans its uh, scans your face and it does the um, polygons, figures out the depth and stuff like that, and then maps the thing onto your face, right? And now it can do it with the hot dog, dancing hot dog, which the dancing hot dog is fantastic, by the way. Um, it never fails to make me laugh. Um, so that plus hollow holograms and hologra holographic projection is interesting because then you can get kind of move into this um, sort of new media world where, you know, if you want to have a Shania Twain concert, they can, <laughs> Why did they you, can pick? you know, <laughs> Great they can project Tango in your living room, um, yeah. depth sense, everything really have an understanding of the space that it needs to project into and then easily just you know even you could do that today with um svg graphics or something i don't really know anything mm -hmm. about that stuff but yeah it doesn't have to be super high fidelity right no and then like well uh i don't know well, i don't think it has to be super high fidelity do it 
it depends on if it's projected into your eye or projected into the real world probably if it's projected right. into your eye it, it's just probably a different thing but if it's projected onto some if it's projected onto a surface in the real world or if it's just going to be projected onto your couch or something like that right then literally you can just sit and like snoop can sit next to you and <laughs> that'll be cool well, and, and those are infinitely can, then, replayable as well and then you i would that's like then the then the you know the the labels can have a renaissance and like the music industry can have a renaissance because then there's something right. worth selling again interesting yeah i mean for sure and it's something that they don't even it's a one-time investment cost and you can experience it like you're there in your house i mean that that stuff is crazy and then why have a real concert? You can just CGI all that shit. Anyway. <laughs> so, some weeks we just go down like this crazy, like, oh no, the future hole. Um, <laughs> which is good fun. So HBO got hacked. I don't know if there's much to say about that, but they got hacked and a whole bunch of scripts leaked and stuff. And I, I, I don't know if it's, I don't know. We talked about like this whole thing, this trend towards ransomware and stuff. And it's just... <sighs> I think we're only seeing the surface of it, right? You used to get warned of, like, don't pick up a USB key from your parking lot because your computers could get hacked. And now we've got this stuff where, you know, HBO had something like 5,000 documents leaked on the internet, fully indexed. It's, that you know, that descriptive Game of Thrones. That's no messing around. So, I don't know. Interesting times. Hacks. That's it. That's all I had to say on that. Anything to add? <laughs> Seems about right. I mean, I'm not just not, yep. don't find that stuff surprising. I mean, I think I find it more surprising that these, uh, like massive companies are not and spending some How do you not? amount of money to like get themselves in some secure position because like cyber warfare kind of thing. <laughs> like, yeah. There's no, like, I mean, I guess, they're probably all just saying, oh, it wouldn't be there. It's not going to happen to, I don't know. I mean, also insurance is yeah, all the that, things. I think so. that is it though. I think that's actually it. They don't think it's going to happen to them. And then you see the Sony thing and you're like, how do you not take this completely seriously? It's absurd. Yeah. It'll never so, happen to us. Nick minute. Oh, that's a Kiwi joke, by the way. Uh, okay. <laughs> Look it up on YouTube. N E K M I N I T. Okay. I read Twitter. The, um, oh yeah. <laughs> what did you read? I read Larry Page's uh, deposition to Ooh. the courts in the Waymo Uber. Oh, really? Thing. Okay. What? I read most. I didn't of even it. know that it, it happened long. already. Anything interesting? Give us the highlights. Um, is Waymo? He does winning? not approve. He is aware of, but does well. So interesting. Apparently, and I, reading between the lines. Uh, reading between the lines this is no longer the case and uh i'm not entirely sure sort of what the implementation might have looked like but it seems like for a while google had what it called a startup style compensation system and it seemed like that startup style compensation system was basically based around if you do a project sort of in a startup-y sort of manner um, that Google can use as a core technology or something, is really, it's really interesting, um, you'll get 
the like, you know, you can easily earn one of these 100, 150, 200 million dollar cash bonuses. So, oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, because they paid that Anthony dude um, insane amounts of money. Like that guy has hedge fund yeah, money at this crazy. point. He has hundreds of millions of dollars personally. He cash. doesn't need to do anything. Who cares if he got fired? Like wild. Um, he can go and make his own self-driving car, whatever. But apparently Larry doesn't really... He was like, yeah, they asked him if he was, they were, he was aware of that being paid out. And he was like, yeah, I knew we gave him a big bonus under our startup style, our startup style compensation thing that we were doing at the time. But it's not really like up to me. In the but that, it was millions though, right? It, it was a hundred and something million. Yeah. And he just like thought it was low key. He was just like, yeah, it's chill. Whatever. We got some money. But you know, like, I'm, I'm like, make <laughs> another, uh, um, but uh, the, the thing with that is I remember reading this Bloomberg piece uh, and he's actually quoted in there and it was saying something along the lines of, and I'm sorry, I'm probably paraphrasing terribly, but they basically said like, no matter what Google does, the amount of money that they have coming in, they can't spend it fast enough to make a consequential result on anything. You know, like when you're running a company at that scale, I think a, a few million, a hundred million is nothing. I think they make a couple of billion a month, right? Like this is... It's easy for us to say this, but I think, you know, if you had if he had to approve things that came across I'm not excusing an hundred million dollar deal, but I am saying if he had to approve these things that uh, came across as yeah, disconsolate, no, it's crazy. I wasn't really surprised. I mean, I think I was just a little surprised because I had sort of, I guess, sort of forgotten the scale that um mm -hmm. that Alphabet's gotten to. Um but it's easy to forget that yeah, it's interesting. And if you look at the um, the EU antitrust thing, like they got fined, I think a billion dollars, right? Something like this. Was it? A, I can't remember. They got fined some non inconsequential amount of money, and if you look at it in the context, it's like six days of earnings or something. It's it's truly nothing. Oh, I know. One other thing that we have not talked about that we should probably talk about. Well, there's two things. Reddit raised two hundred million dollars at a one point eight billion dollar oh, valuation, which I find very very funny because. Isn't Reddit basically like? How do they get this? It's it's just a link site that's the same. How do you get two hundred million? Is that a bad opinion? I don't know. <laughs> Is it worth two hundred million? Do you think so? <laughs> Wait, it's valued at one point eight billion. They took two hundred million dollars yes. of funding. I think then in the top ten traffic websites on the internet, but people do seem to like it? Reddit. I, I mean, I visit it every day you for do? sure. Yeah, every single day. I have, but the trick with Reddit is if you're going to use it, you want to go in there. I'm very curious to hear what anybody has uh, to say about this on the Slack, uh, not the Slack, but the YouTube live thing. Um, the thing with Reddit is you have to unsubscribe from the uh, what are they called, the like default subreddits and curate your own. I'm in so many niche subreddits, and you know they're topical. It's it, those those front page ones are terrible. I like, just use. I sometimes go on R dyslexia, and that's about it. But right, I I'm in everything. Can't so I'm stand in Reddit. Yeah, I've got a huge list. I, this account is a this account that I have is a couple of years old. I'm in yeah, build a PC. I'm in <laughs> learn Dutch. I'm in New Zealand. I'm in Amsterdam. You're in build I'm in, a PC. Well, that's from when I was building the um, VR um, 
stuff. So uh, I'm in a channel called Learn Programming, and it's a really actually quite useful. I'm in one for Amsterdam. I'm in shitty Kickstarters. By the way, that's an amazing subreddit. Also, no, 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 yes, and uh, shitty robots. And my current favorite is uh, totally not robots. Totally not robots is amazing. <laughs> see, this is now that we're tease. having a live hangout. You will, will be able to see how frequently I'm sitting here shaking my head. this uh this reddit that i'm in i i it's it's truly something like it's this this totally not robots is um basically a bunch of posts about things happening in the real world that are computer enabled that totally aren't robots i don't know it's just like the the weird blur between ai and not right now is kind of funny um people in the uh youtube thing say it's way less for change 4chan trolley these days and you should ignore the front page and only subscribe to small subreddit so john if you had it gave it a go sign back up to that 200 million dollar startup make a new account unsubscribe from anything how do they make money everything uh ads i don't think they make that much money off ads though it's not as much as you think but it's all about interests right it's all about small communities uh, yeah mason says it's it's pretty cool for sports as well so it's it's not about the thing that Reddit has that's really good is they're really good at the niche stuff. They're really good at links and they're really good at all that kind of stuff. Craig says gilding. I Okay, I've been on Reddit for years, but I still don't understand gilding. I don't really understand what it is. Oh, there's also Reddit gold. People can give you Reddit gold for a comment and heaps of people do it and Reddit gets a cut. Actually, Reddit just takes all your money and you get a gold star and you pay to do that, but people do it. The internet. Chris says he doesn't even have a Reddit account, so whatever. The future. Chris? Go, Chris. You don't have a Reddit account either at all, right? I mean, I I think I have one because I had like lo- made one once to log in to upvote something. Right, right. But, like probably something about yourself, right? Yeah. <laughs> but I think it was a DigitalOcean thing once. Well, also, I have a problem in that I... So I actually do have a Reddit account that's a really old yeah. Reddit account that I made when mm-hmm. Reddit first came out. But I don't mm-hmm. have the email access to the email address anymore. And they oh, no. say that they can't verify that it's me. And I'm like... Yeah, you can't recover it. Here's all my... This username everywhere else that I use. Like, it's not... Seem, hmm. doesn't seem weird that this would be me. Nah, sorry, buddy. I wish I could get... I wish I could no get my Reddit username from you. Twitter on Reddit. But the whole point of tw- Reddit is your account name, nobody knows it. Like, you're not going to... if you Like, nobody knows your account name, so you can, like, say anything. That's the thing with Reddit. It's very anonymous. And I think that's why maybe it's valued so high, is it's, like, one of these communities when... Where, oh, apparently somebody's one step away from Bingo, by the way. Oh, Yorick, the creator of Bingo. Cheat. No. <laughs> um... It's it's one of these places where the anonymous stuff, like, yeah, okay, it's in its peril and there's quite a lot of risks for them. Um, but I think it, it works to their advantage quite well. Anyway, Twitter is dying. Can we talk about that? <laughs> I feel like we've been talking about it for seven uh, years or however long Twitter's yeah, been around. Yeah, it's like every year it's like this alarm goes off and Twitter is still dying. <laughs> so so a couple of things happened. Um, Twitter did earnings, right? Like earnings is interesting if you invest in stocks. Not so interesting if you don't. Uh, I mean, the only reason it's interesting for most no people is you get a little, little insight inside the company. Um, <laughs> I want to note a few things. So first, for the first time ever, Twitter reported that monthly active users were exactly the same. It did not change. There was no growth. There was no retraction. 
it was the same, which is insane. Um, so that happened. And also, uh, I found this in the report and I was looking at it. <laughs> if you look in the PDF of the report, the, uh, there's actually a math error. They say it's the same, but it's actually less this quarter. And I don't know if they meant to Wait, like, you mislead found or something, that? but the, well, yeah, I, I, I don't really, yeah. If you look in the PDF file, it's 327 million this quarter and 328 last quarter. That's what the graph says, but they say 328 everywhere. So I don't know if like they they did it on purpose or what, but anyway, so there's that. <laughs> so there's that. Anyway, Twitter is dying, but I think like the reality is, well, there's another thing. Okay. Let's come back to this. Yeah. So Gino says in the YouTube, it should never have gone public. I kind of agree with you anyway. Um, the SEC asked for more information because um, they were concerned oh, yeah. that Twitter is not disclosing how many daily active users they have, which is something that basically every other startup does, right? So, I don't know. It's interesting. And Twitter says that um, essentially, I mean, I'm paraphrasing because if I scroll, it'll sound like I'm using my computer. <laughs> uh, but they basically said that would invite comparison to Facebook, right? So Facebook has six times the number of monthly active users of Twitter and it would be an unfair comparison. So fair or not, I don't know. I don't think Twitter was ever going to get to a billion users. I don't think it's going to get that bit much bigger than this. What are they going to do? Remember how I deleted my Twitter like... I miss you on Twitter, a year John. Ago. I really do. I, well... I do. Do you miss it? I, no, Tell me about I it. Not, I was thinking about it this morning. I was like thinking about all the things that have happened over the whole time that we've done 50 podcasts and all the things that we've talked about over the... And like, all the 50. things, like the time you saved. Yeah, and <laughs> I... The only time I regret... This is really sad, but I'll just say it. The only time I regret mm-hmm. or the only time I miss Twitter is when I'm, I, I'm feel, my self-confidence feels low. And then I just want to say, right. and then I want to say something. Because you can like talk to the internet. Yeah. And then I like can say, oh, I'm going to say something internet? smart on the internet. And then, and then people will like, and, <laughs> and, say one sentence and I know online, my audience good. well enough to be like, oh, if I tweet this thing, everyone will give it a, a love heart and a retweet. And that'll be an indicator of how great I am. You know, I like, I feel like now I'm way more in, no, my life is a bazillion, bazillion on I can't even tell you how much better without Twitter in it. <laughs> Seriously. It's like, yeah, it's fantastic. I've gone off it a few times, but the value that I get from it is still pretty high. I mean, especially I run a newsletter, I run this podcast. Like it's, it's really hard to extrapolate for that for I me, but I wish there was almost, a way like, to separate know, like that. 16 or 17,000 so followers. followers. Ah. <laughs> I don't uh, know. It bums me out. No, but like, I remember. Do you still have that account? Like what, where is it? Is it dead? No, I, what I did it, was like, I made a new account i oh my god you're, you have a push in on your pillow i can see it <laughs> sorry that's <laughs> oh, so good uh sorry what happened to your twitter account <laughs> oh man i wish people who were listening could see this like john has an amazing push in on his pillow and i just noticed it's so cool anyway um Okay, I have a good question. I have two questions for you. Oh, you have multiple pushings. Holy pushings. shit. Amazing. Your pushing game is so strong. Um, I have two questions for you. What happened to your Twitter account and where do you get news now that you don't get it from Twitter? So start with the first one. Uh, my Twitter account, I made a new Twitter account and then I renamed my old Twitter account and then I renamed the new Twitter account to the old Twitter account name and then I deleted the old Twitter account. Yep. So then mm-hmm. it was gone, gone. 
all the tweets, all the followers, everything, but I still wow. have my handle. So it's gone, gone. Yeah, gone, gone. And then it, and it's past the 30-day recovery, so it's gone, gone, gone. Wow, so you really lost all that stuff. Okay, cool. You're Someone told me that they thought that I had knocked a million dollars off like my like net social net worth value. Because like investors would Google your Twitter? No, or just what? because when you have that much oh, reach, right, you, you can influence people work, yeah. and like do things and that, but I mean, also that makes you valuable thing, to sure. employers and stuff like that. If you're like a th- funk yeah, leader, but you're not, you run a company, you're not in a position where that's so interesting. That's exactly true. Like I was like, you know, that was really useful for me when I was doing what I was doing at DigitalOcean because I was effectively mm. a spokesperson for the company. You validate yourself so when you Google, you're Googled. It was useful to be able to have that big of an audience to be able to talk, talk to developers and talk about, the stuff that we need to talk about but sure when right. i started the, this i was like well this thing <laughs> i this, this is small thing don't need any distraction at all and i also don't give a shit mm-hmm. what anyone thinks about what i'm doing i don't need anyone else's opinion unless i ask for it right like got it i have no the like twitter it's, can it's provide zero value point, to though, just right? noise. you're so busy yeah. and you're so you're, you're focused on what you're trying to do I'm rather than like all. giving twitter value <laughs> uh yeah no so i um, one, I was just like, mm. and also no one on Twitter, like was a real super good, f- like I had like 10 we good friends Twitter, on Twitter. John. Yeah, no, no, I know, I know, no, we but I had like Twitter. 10, like <laughs> just, for, but we know you each have, other you have, IRL have now, tens, so it's like, you know, 16 or whatever, 17,000 people. Like I don't know the mm-hmm, fuck mm-hmm. any of those people are. Right. So yeah, it's really hard to meet people when you're at like that level as well. Like Twitter is really useful. I would say up until about, I mean, this is really horrible to say, but I, I've a lot of followers, but I think it was really valuable to me on a like friend level at about 2000 followers. But when you start getting above 10 K, it's crazy. It's so hard to differentiate. Like it's very, it's, it's, there's so much noise coming at you. Um, it sounds like a, I, I feel horrible saying that it's, it's like, also I never yeah, got my news know. from Twitter. I've all, I am like, a- okay, so where do you get news? Avid, avid. So you have, you have twenty four thousand followers. That's a lot. That's a lot. I and hundred like every, every now and then, I think tweets. I'm deleting it, but it's valuable. Yeah, I mean, when you yeah, get to that kind of number of people following you, definitely. If if it was me, I would probably convert it into like a brand account or something, and just not use right. it for personal. Yeah, I should just rename charged and like sw- well, <laughs> do you the have old a great Twitter or... handle, but yeah. Um, That's the problem. I na- I've never read it. the Twitter for the news ever. Uh, so what do you read? Well, I used to read news.google.com, but now that they've done the redesign, it's it. absolutely impossible to read. <laughs> so so true. Now I just go to every, I, I read, um, uh, so I read like super weird, like, mm-hmm. um, so I read a couple of Australian sites. I read, um, Oslo Australian, Times. Australian news. Is that real news? Well, Fake news. <laughs> I, uh, it's interesting because you like, I like to look at, um, publications outside of the U S because like U S centric news is AL either got mm. a slant to it or, um, it's yeah, very right. one track. So you don't, it, they don't cover a lot. It's There's so, so much they don't crazy, cover. Yeah. Um, so I read BBC pretty regularly. I think it's good. Although I really wish that they didn't do customization per region. I like, it bothers me uh, that I come from gross. 
the U.S. and so they you give don't me U.S. centric <laughs> exactly. So they give me U.S. centric news, but I don't go to the BBC for U.S. news because yeah, I'm you? in the U.S. I know what the fuck's going <laughs> on does? in the U.S. Um, so I don't know. I find that very annoying. Uh, I read so CBC. Weird. I read um, Oslo Times. I read. Oslo Times is that a real Whoa, thing? Bro. Okay, so so you read a lot of different things. Like you have probably the most diverse media diet, diet of anybody I've well, met. Pretty much like forty percent of my job is reading news. Right, that makes sense. I guess for you, it's like about knowing who to reach and stuff. Well, what so. the hell's going on in the world? It's interesting. Interesting. Well, I don't know. Twitter is like Twitter's making a lot of changes, trying to make it chill for new users, but it's not going well. So I don't know. I don't like it um okay we have a lot uh, like one big last topic oh no we have like two more okay well we have like 50, i would say 15 minutes less so let's try and jam it in uh and see how we go um it's amazing because i guess like for people who are listening you don't really hear this because it's usually not in there anyway <laughs> um okay snap snap is a chat is a john hey i said it I, I, surely somebody gets bingo on snap as a chat come on come on dudes dudes and girls like come on <laughs> we're so close okay uh snap as a chat did some stuff this week and it's been a while since we talked about them so uh there's two things uh, let's talk about the cnbc thing first so cnbc reported that snapchat's alienating the people that need it needs to survive so it's actually alienating ad agencies the people who give it money um which is an interesting problem because Instagram has grown really fast, but TechCrunch published this interesting piece this week that basically outlined why Instagram's growth is misleading, right? Because Instagram has like huge numbers, but they're only, they're like heavily targeting markets where Snapchat isn't. They're targeting, you know, they're targeting India. They're targeting a lot of these other countries where Snapchat is, uh, I mean, you've seen Snapchat's attitude to global growth. They have no service near those people. That kind of thing. So, uh, and that's you know that's why the numbers are inflated so much. Um, but ad agencies are basically saying that you know Snapchat's ignoring us; they're not telling us anything. Right, mm. right, right, and they're losing us. Uh, and the analytics thing is not working. Mostly, what I'm curious, John, is are you still long on Snapchat? Because I bought a bunch of Snapchat shares, and damn, they're worth whoa, nothing. Whoa, 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 whoa. Tell me Back up. what. I never said I was okay. What I said was, okay, I guess it's a, you could it's the equivalent of saying I'm long on Snapchat. I said I don't think the first two Buy years low, of sell Snap- high, huh? <laughs> Buy low, sell Buy high. Sell high. It's just, that's what I heard. The the magic formula is. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I'm long. No, no. Like so, I don't think the first two years of Snapchat are that are going to be interesting. I also think mm-hmm. the not stock will get to ten dollars or less. So, you know, mm-hmm. at that point. Maybe I would buy a couple hundred bucks worth, but probably not. Um, mm-hmm. And then I would see how they do with their first hardware product. And if their first 12, hardware 12 product. 12 bucks right now. Huh? That's 12 bucks right now. Right. So I see how they do That's with their crazy. first hardware product. If the first were, if they know how to ship, if they learn how to ship hardware, they ship something good that people like. Yeah. Then I'm long on snap and it, and my, sus- it's not a good result. I don't know if people well, no. see that. Well, but why good. would it be? It's going to get even lower. Like there's no it's way it's going to go to 10 for sure. The expectations of that stock are so skewed that there's no way that. Right. That's the problem. There's so much hype. Everybody bought in, uh, and then <laughs> a whole bunch of people sold off. 
I mean, you got to wait. This is the thing. Facebook had a very similar uh, huge dip. Oh, Catherine has to leave. She's very close to bingo. Thank you for playing. <laughs> oh, so close. See you later. Anyway, um, the thing with Snapchat is they... Oh, yeah, sorry. Um, like A second hardware they, product. Yeah, so that's the thing. So they're going to try and acquire a company that's a drawing company. And you've said all along they're a camera company. Do you think this is the right play, even if they don't have enough reach? Whoa. What did you just say? I was not listening. I was thinking about it being a second hardware product. <laughs> what the, okay. So Snapchat's trying to buy a drone company. What's the name of that thing? It's like the, um, yeah, uh, it's called, uh, zero robotics something. It's like a very famous drone that follows cam. you around. Yeah. And it's really good. It's an autonomous drone that follows you around automatically. Apparently Snapchat is trying to buy it for, I don't know, some, some money. <laughs> do you think this makes sense is this a smart play even though they don't have the users maybe that the growth is supposed to support well i I've, um... <laughs> it was such a leading question <laughs> well i'm trying to think of whether or not i can believe that i can see people like taking selfies with their drones. drones but i mean this is a thing that's happening oh, on it's YouTube, gonna be so really weird if this starts happening we're gonna be in you're vr half the time to, and you're gonna go to, each other around with drones you're gonna go to niagara falls and there's just gonna be and everybody has their drones own drone. hovering in front of the falls as people stand in front of the barrier to get their <laughs> drone photo and then also if yeah. like it's not very good at face recognition, you're gonna have like tons of pictures Ooh. of other people. Oh, that's gonna well, be so. Well, surely it will follow you and your phone. Like there must be a it must be a combo play. I haven't tried it. So the real question is, do you do you think that people are gonna do like do you think consumers will bring their how big is this thing? It doesn't I don't it doesn't say how big it is, does it? Well, the drone. Yeah. Um, it doesn't say how many people use it. They have 34 million in pre-orders. Wow, spectacles! Spectacles created eight million dollars in revenue. That's a lot of money, actually. Given it's just a pair of glasses, it's more than I thought. I thought it would be like a million, maybe. No, they sold. They were expensive. What were they? Hundred, hundred, oh, two hundred bucks, basically. Okay, I'm just gonna. I bought a stupid pair, so. Do you still have it or what? I gave them to Eric, my co-founder. Okay. Nice. Does he use them? Yeah, he uses them. <laughs> um, that's 57,000 pairs of spectacles in the wild. So it's it's inconsequential really, but it's still, it's a lot. It's a lot of them. Um, it's not a lot of the user base, but it's a lot of them. Hmm. Interesting. I, I think it's a smart play. If Snap, if Snap is truly a camera company, they have to have this thing. Uh, you know, like it's it's about having a lot of different products and whatever. It's like you said many episodes ago. It's about being canon of 2017. So That's, I agree. I'll say, I guess, when I, I'll revise my statement on being their first <laughs> hardware project, or like their first hardware project to scale, right? Because this was that was like a very niche sort of thing. I want to see them try and sell something to everyone. You know, right? I want to so, see them try like and get in like every single, you know. <laughs> whatever if it's if it's uh whole foods or if it's kmart or if it's walmart or, walmart or whatever the hell it is whatever they decide to do i want to see them try and sell got it you know a, a hundred million units 
If they can do that, mm-hmm. I'll and people will actually buy them and there's use. Hell yeah, I'll buy Snapchat stock. And that's why I'm praying that their stock I suspect that their stock will bottom out and then that will happen and people won't really notice it's happened. That's what I they feel like that's what usually happens. Like mm-hmm. you wait some period of like almost a year, year and a half, and everyone's like, Wow, this is the worst stock in the whole entire world. Like these people are doing right. nothing. And then all of a sudden they then release something and their sales start going up. And then if you buy just before their next earnings, I feel like sometimes you can like, I don't know, that's sort of the play I'm thinking about in my head. I'm watching it. I'm watching it, but I have some, I'm waiting. I'm like, I'm there for three years. If I have to, it's not something. Yeah, I that's what you're, I got it right. It's a hardware product that is so good that you would sign up for a Snapchat account just so that you could use it. That's exactly right. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It needs to be, it needs to be the thing that converts you actually. Right. Like that's the, actually, if you look at, I was just going to ask you, like, do you think it's similar to the Twitter problem? But it's not because Snapchat's advantage here is that they get in front of you through the hardware, right? So it's a it's a gated product. They sell a camera or whatever that you have to have. It's just a whole. You have to sign up to Snapchat for completely different mediums. You know, they picked a they picked a completely right. different medium, and so as a result, mm-hmm. you get a completely different experience, and one of them right. lends lends themselves lends itself to hardware more than the other. That makes sense. What Twitter should have done, and the thing that they fucked up was, they should have become a platform, and they should have powered it many Twitter-like communities, and you basically... If they hadn't alienated everybody. <laughs> they shut down their, right. you know, they shut down their API, no th- because they wanted, because they went down the road of being an ad revenue um, product, and actually what you wanted to do is you wanted to say, even, you can uh, build on top of the Twitter API for the next three years for free, after a certain amount of then time, to we're going to charge you per API call to move messages around for you. And then you'll create some, I mean, you'd be, they'd be like the new, remember V PHP BB VH. Yeah. Yeah. What the hell is it? PHP BB. Yeah. PHP BB. Oh, those and are the days, man. VB something. Yeah. Forums. Forums. Yeah. You could, you could have <laughs> been, they could have been that. Forum software. But they didn't. Look, the thing with Twitter is like they just thought about it wrong in almost every perspective. Even if they decided to be an ad company, they could have made an API that if you didn't pay them, they injected ads into the API. Like it's not Yeah. Like all of these things are it's 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 insane. So Snapchat is not the next Twitter, I don't think, yet. I think all of the hype around Instagram and stuff, it's all irrelevant. It's just media what do you think of the bitcoin fork oh my god it's the most ridiculous thing i've ever seen john um i like look i i will admit we've talked about cryptocurrency i'm not the most informed person on this topic but it's the most insane thing i've ever heard if you look at what's happening with coinbase like they're refusing to serve bitcoin cash at all If you want to tank your money, like you want to tank your like fake currency, this is a really cool way to like make everybody not trust you and very confused. That's my two cents. That's all I know. (laughs) What about you? I what is it? Let me just see here. Bitcoin before though, right? The SEC has said that issued guidance that. Basically, cryptocurrencies with a ledger attached, with a, 
with a resolving ledger attached to them. Ooh, that's right. Or a reconciling ledger attached to them. Nah, that's not right. Basically, because... If you're making fake money, it's money. Well, they're calling it a security, <laughs> and they're saying right. that... So if... It depends on how you interpret it, but I suspect Ethereum is the only one um, that's going to be right now. I don't know. Maybe I don't. I actually really don't know what I'm talking about. But I think Ethereum will be the only one that's going to be affected by this because it's related to the way that sort of the smart contract um, execution and and like payment. Um, distribution system works, they can say that that sort of basically makes the whole thing a security. But they didn't go so far as to say that a distributed reconciling ledger is a um, a security. So Bitcoin in theory may not be subject to that or Ethereum maybe. Again, um, uh, Hugo uh accused me of, well he he uh, well, didn't really accuse me but he said you know be careful <laughs> s- s- spreading fud but uh i don't know seems like this whole cryptocurrency world is in a very interesting place yeah it's, Holy it's shit, a though. weird time man dude I, bitcoin I, is I like still worth so much money i can't believe i actually all the shit I that's get, going on I, like shivers when i go load up the bitcoin per coin price and see that it's two th- almost almost twenty eight hundred dollars that's that point though where like wild. it's so hyped that your mom knows about it it's wild i mean i swear I to know. god it's i would i like would be so rich right now i feel like i will let me see because i feel like i had apparently i started a google hangout for the slack channel by accident <laughs> Well, I would oh, have had sorry. at least an extra Fair million. Enough. I would have had a million dollars to my name. Yeah. Well, what about your neighbor that has a whole bunch of Bitcoin? Surely oh, like God. I don't even want to talk about that. He's like, he's like getting to some level of like crazy because I think he's just under so much stress about it. So he's not making yeah. a lot of sense. Dude, you got to cash out. Like, just make your money. I don't get it. Ugh, anyway. Right. Well, Bitcoin. So it got, I don't what, know. what happened? I still haven't bought any. What? With the fork? Yeah. Well, it hasn't happened yet. Bitcoin is forking. So there's no, Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash. It already happened? It happened. Oh. So obviously the world didn't burn down. Well, but no. I haven't heard like, anything about it. It is. There is weird stuff happening now. Oh. Bitcoin Exchange had too many Bitcoins. I Googled it. That's the first thing I saw. Bitcoin Cash. What the fuck is it? Okay. I don't think it's happened yet. No, are you sure? Oh, Tuesday. It tripled in price. Oh, yeah. Look, if it was me, I'd still buy the main Bitcoin, but it's a weird time. You know, the main the main um, platforms don't support it. I don't know. There's a lot of risk. You got to do and like whatever. Oh, yeah. Apparently, Bitcoin cash got off to a slow start, but now it's worth triple. It is now at $400. You can't buy it, though. You can only get it if you do the... Had Bitcoin. Bitcoin or something. And it has to be... Yeah, that's the thing. Super weird. There's no exchanges yet. It seems... Well, Bitcoin is still at 2,700 euros saying. despite this weird bullshit. What the hell is going on, man? Uh, I feel like I the old dude yelling something I really don't now. understand here. I don't know. I've looked at blockchain and I'm just like... Pfft. Yeah, I know. So, I like. I feel like I'm not an idiot and I feel like I sort of understand things a little bit. And like, I, 
this really, I just don't, I mean, it break, it hurts my brain. Well, I understand. I understand it. Technically. I understand mm. that it's a speculative investment. I understand it's asset class. I understand it's market structure, but I make sense, but it's, but the most I still don't thing understand heard. it. Yep. Like, I don't know. I, one why. Last thing, John. I feel like I, there's some thing that I don't know. That's the reason that people are like, yeah, this is a good, like, I don't know. I just can't, maybe I'm just, a, maybe I'm just no a logic, naysayer, you know, there's no maybe logic. that's it. There's no logic. I have one last topic for okay, us quickly because we've just had the one hour mark. Did you see that Elon Musk has lowered a car into a tunnel on a chairlift? I did on see Instagram. that. <laughs> it's the most meta thing. He did it. He actually delivered on it. I find also like, why is he doing this? Well, <laughs> I suspect that in the beginning it'll, I mean, whoa. I wonder, like, it, there'll be like a toll on this tunnel system, but Tesla users will get to use it for free or a something. Tesla like toll. Yeah. Oh, it's like the supercharger model. Mm-hmm. And it'll be like wow. a zillion times faster. And in the beginning, Do you think this is really a thing. Make it, just, he just like thirsty for likes. And then maybe they'll make it so only a Tesla can use it, and they'll make a fake technical reason, which will be that only the Tesla can auto park itself onto it, and it's such a slim, right, safely slim thing that it needs like the auto park feature. And until other um, car manufacturers adopt his um, oh, standard, right, at the expense of very uh, annoying standard that he will implement. Oh for shit! It. That's how you do it. That's how. That is literally how. It's like DRM you for your um, yeah. As is, you know, Ford. Um, <laughs> Ford used to uh, set the standards for bumper tests for police cars for lo- loads of um, states. And then mm-hmm. they would be the only car manufacturers really? like huh. years ago in Crown Vic days and stuff like that. And wow. then they were the only car manufacturer that was able to meet those bumper test standards, which were way higher than regular really? cars. Um, and so they would always win the contracts for, uh, for, for cop cars. So you know, if you can get involved in setting some kind of, you know, underlying infrastructure, underpinning infrastructure that you then set a standard around and, mm, then, ever, and okay. then everyone else needs to comply. It's a toll road for getting there faster. It's literally like you said in the previous episode. It's like a toll for rich people. Like it's the thing that you use at the airport to skip the line, basically. Also, they tested Hyperloop. Wait, really? Like successfully? Mm-hmm. Did it work? Damn. It looks pretty good. Like what happened? I really don't believe that it's like a thing. Still. Why? So, I don't know. Everything about it is like, this is so scammy. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. The concept is a really nice idea, but just the whole, everything about it seems horrifically expensive that it's hard to believe because it's open source and like there's all this like oh yeah, stuff going but on. I don't the think idea that... is super nice, but yeah. Oh, Leander said in the, in the YouTube channel. Yeah, the uh, the car lift needs electricity from the car, uh, <laughs> which is a great way to do it. So they've managed to get it up to uh, 200 miles per hour. Wow, impressive. But it's just like the most insane, amazing extended tech demo, right? That's it. I mean, the, the, the pod that they built and the thing that they built looks pretty good. It looks cool. It's like I'm sure one of the Dutch teams actually won it. I think 190 miles per hour. Well, this Crazy. is the Hyperloop one that I'm looking at. I have to get a charger. Just give me one second. You can talk to the people in the chat room. 
Okay. <laughs> One second. I can't believe he doesn't have his charger. Every week. Gotta shut my window. Gotta get my charger. Oh, cat's meowing. Oh, gotta go talk to Fab. Oh, gonna get some more wine. Oh, gotta pee. Okay. See. Hello there. Hello, welcome back. I have this bullshit USB-C thing. Um, let me just plug this in. On a totally unrelated topic, I want to show you something really cool that I did. Um, for people who are listening on the podcast, it's probably hard to explain. But I summoned an object from the internet, custom made this week, and it was very, very cool. These are the laptops. I, the this is the most diesel diesel laptops. Yeah, this is this is do that. I three D printed this stupid hook thing, and it was like six bucks. It's really cool. I'm not going to be able to hear you when I take this off, but you can basically you do he does this, this every week too. Right? And it fits on your like, desk, which cannot see. Crazy. So, oh my god, how do I? Yeah, how do I do this? Okay, there you go. So, nice so guy though. It's crazy though. So, so you go on this website, Thingiverse. You download the CAD model for this. You put it on a website, and it 3D prints this thing. It's so cool. I don't know. The future's weird. It just like showed up in my house, and it fit in my desk because the guy also had an IKEA desk. It was. I love the future. Anyway. So Yorick says we should talk about the VPN apps from the Apple Store. (laughs) Did he win bingo? Is it like meta if you talk about the thing without actually talking about the thing? And what did you say while I was gone? (laughs) I was just talking about Charge Tech Podcast and all the tech stuff. Totally. On brand. Explaining about... uh, Important technology news. Yeah, so apparently Apple is complying with the Chinese government's request to remove the VPN. Yeah, it's it's a bummer actually more than anything because they fought for um, censorship in the US and this whole thing about, uh, I guess, privacy and all that kind of thing with the NSA going on. And then in China, it's just like, well, VPN is removed. I think, Goodbye. It, I mean, this is not a terribly... Uh, but they have to comply with the law. It's not man. a particularly um, popular view, and I even suspect probably a lot of Chinese. I love it when you have controversial Chinese views. Chinese people would probably also be not super stoked with this. But I think in the U.S. and generally in the West, we misunderstand Chinese censorship a lot and mm-hmm. misunderstand the point of the Great Wall of China and kind of why. I mean, I think Interesting. China doesn't uh, fundamentally doesn't I think doesn't I mean I'm not going to speak for China because I'm a white man sitting in New York Mm. but I think my understanding is that they just don't really feel like the West is emerging its people in the right way and so Mm. um, they really see it as a protectionism thing not I don't think they really see it as a control thing. I mean, obviously it is very controlling. Wow. But when you yeah. look at it through a slightly more empathetic light, although it's, again, from our perspective, really hard to see it that way because we have such liberty and such ability to explore the whole world and think about all of the things. Mm. I think there's definitely a feeling in China that, you know, the West is not the right way to, you know, run a country i don't think all of it's necessarily right. malicious so 
it's also really hard as a company like you have to comply with local laws and it's i think well yes that's true but i also i'm you not could, justifying censorship I'm, I, I think my, my point of saying that is that at the end of the day tim cook has a call to make and that is pull out of china because of this mm. or um or uh you know or or, or or comply and i think if it was like you know killing millions of people in a protest you know which i still think there's huge problems around that kind of stuff in, in China, but, um, somebody's I, asking for my cat, but I think, uh, <laughs> Sorry. uh, they, the whole censorship thing, I think when you get to the very, very top of this, you know, and you're really just talking to the Chinese government, it's probably mm. a slightly different conversation than what we think it is. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure that actual conversation isn't. Can you please block the good stuff from the internet? It's very. Yeah, it's, it's probably I don't know much if we more of a philosophical sort of, conversation. Oh, I'm sure that they're very convincing in that regard too. So, well, I don't know. I don't know. All right, I think that's that's all we've got time for this week, John. We are so, teched out. We are teched out. So I'm going to just do the bit where I say the things that you should do if you're nice. So. If you like the show, you should review it on iTunes. All you have to do is place a hibiscus emoji, give us five stars. That's the rule. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you do what you want. But we do have a thing going on. Um, and if you want to talk to us, email us, hide at chargepodcast.com. <laughs> uh, have you seen the reviews? It's crazy. Yeah, there's a lot of hibiscuses. <laughs> oh, man. So um, please, like, if you want to talk, hide at chargepodcast.com. We both get it. It routes to both of us, and I'd love it. If you email us, we get a lot of like, we talk, we, like it's very hard to like talk about on the podcast, but we do actually reply to people and it's really cool and fun. So that's it. Until next week, thank you for hanging out with us live and thank you for watching us on YouTube. I think Owen would be a fantastic um, front runner for the new CEO of Uber. So I would just like to throw oh, his hat and please the, nominate throw me. Hat, throw his hat in the ring. If Tim Cook That's is me. listening, uh, nominate me. Since he's so love Uber. Seeing as you haven't made him the seat, us the joint CEOs of Apple yet, um, we should be the CEO. You can be the CEO of Apple. At least one I'll of just us. be your like, you know, secretary. Yeah, something. <laughs> Fine with that. Amazing. Until right. next week, John. Bye, Biscuit Owen. Bye, John. Bye, Biscuit.